106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, it's that time. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. And a question of the day we'll throw out right now. Rich will take your call in just a second. Rich called in in our last program, but I want everybody to hear his question because it really is applicable to a lot of other folks that are listening. Question of the day, what's the coldest weather you've ever encountered? Okay, so there's some folks out there listening that I know have encountered a lot. We just talked to Eric in our last program uh, for a minute or two, and nobody's going to beat him. But uh, I want to know what's the coldest weather you've encountered. Maybe you got a little backstory to it. Uh, and again, for a lot of you uh, folks that are just coming to Colorado, maybe going through your first winter here, uh, this minus in front of the temperature, you know, today like minus eight, minus seven, whatever it is right now. Uh, yeah, we have these these weeks, days in Colorado. This front range area that happened. Uh, so this is not abnormal, despite what all of the news agencies are talking about with the polar vortex and this, that, and the other, and no offense, all the nonsense and hype that goes along with it. This is pretty normal for us this time of the year. So yeah, it's not a huge, huge issue. All right, Rich, for those folks maybe tuning in just for Drive Radio, restate your questions so they all know what we're going to talk about. Yes, it's, uh, I've got a 2011 F-150, I have uh, kept up everything except uh, must have a mental block on transmissions because I didn't have it uh, the flushed out until 116,000 miles. Now it's 171. I wonder if I should have it flushed out or just have the uh, the pan dropped and, uh, and take out as much oil that way and then just replenish it rather than stirring everything up. Did you do a transmission service at 116? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Okay, so you did one at 116. You're now at 171. How did it look, or how, what did they say it looked like at 116? They never did say. I never did ask. Okay. Well, and is it shifting fine, working fine? Any issues at all? No, it's working just fine. In fact, I, I had read that you probably shouldn't do that, even at that. Oh, no, that's fine. wife's tale. Yeah. Uh, a lot of misconceptions along those lines. No, you can do a full service on that, I would do another full service like you did at 116. Go ahead and just do, and Steve's over here agreeing with me, just go ahead and do another uh, uh, fluid transfer, we call it. We used to call it transmission flush, but really it's a fluid transfer as much as is anything. And there's some additives. In fact, BG, we should have one of the representatives, providing he's out and about today with the cold weather, we should have a representative from BG with us here a little bit later. But, yeah, Rich, they make a full service. BG does. Most of our shops, I think all of our shops use that. And it works very, very well, and I would not hesitate to do that. If you did one at 116, you're roughly another 55 or so K on top of that. I would do it again, no problem. Okay. And then um, what kind of fluid should they use? Should they Whatever use the factory calls for. Okay, whatever the factory calls for. And then um, is there any kind of uh, conditioner they put in that or anything the, like that? That BG kit, well, the conditioner comes yep. with the kit. You first put in a flush 
component, uh-huh. and then you uh, follow it up at the end of the service with a with a conditioner that helps condition the oh, seals okay, and all that stuff. Right, the shifting. Okay, then. works great. Sounds great then. Yep. Uh, how long can I expect that uh, thing to run? About seventy, eighty percent of the miles on it is uh, highway miles, oh. and uh, a lot of life uh, left. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, 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 it's and, and, and the rule of thumb there, for everybody listening, we don't talk much about this. I used to talk about it a lot, and I don't know, haven't talked about this for, Rich, probably several years. Um, rule of thumb, highway miles are equal to half as many city miles. In other words, if you drive a car 100,000 highway miles, that's like 200,000 city miles. Or, and if you drive, you know, uh, 100... Uh, Okay. Go backwards. If you drive 50,000 city miles, that's equal to 100,000-mile highway miles. Because that highway mile, you know, when you're driving at a constant speed, not much variation, wheels are straight, you're not going you know, too many corners, you're not taking hard corners. I mean, you think about how much less wear and tear there is at a highway-type driving versus in town, you know, stop-and-go traffic, doing corners, braking, all the different things that are happening with the vehicle. It's literally two-for-one. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you've got a vehicle with 200,000 highway miles, it's like 100,000 city miles. Okay. It's a pretty good rule of thumb. I've not found it to be much different than that. So hopefully I can make it for another seventy or 80,000 Oh, I think you'd be yeah, fine. Right. Yeah. And even if you were city miles, you'd do that. But with being highway miles, yeah, you'll be fine. That, that's most likely why, Rich, in your case, even at, a one, at a 116, never servicing the transmission, you had no issues because that 116 would have been more like 60,000. Yeah. And you, did uh-huh. you ever tow anything with it? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah and that, that helps a lot, That's too. why. Yeah, yeah. Rich, you're, you'll be fine. You'll have no issues. Okay, then. Sounds good, then. All right, you're well, in good shape. No, and, 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 you know, again, one of those things we don't talk much about and probably should, for those of you that do a lot of highway mile driving – your, and this is where having a relationship with the shop really matters because that that highway mile driving will have a completely different maintenance schedule than what you would normally have if you were doing city driving. On top of that, if you're doing a lot of mountain driving or, 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 I mean, if you're a fleet, I mean, you can go down the list of all the different things that happen with a vehicle and those maintenance schedules are going to change based upon how you're using the vehicle. And it's no longer just looking in your owner's manual saying, well, I use normal, which nobody ever does, versus severe, which most everybody does. But there's even things outside of those two parameters that the factory gives you when it comes to properly maintaining your vehicle. And that's where having a relationship with somebody like Steve at Geno's, that's where they get to know you, your vehicle, your driving patterns, and so on. And all of that goes into the equation of proper maintenance. And, and your wallet, too. Oh, and, true, and, too. And, and we work around that. And, you know, okay, this is something we should afford now. This is something we should push down Good the point. road. Good point. Those things. Now, having that. A, a whole person. It's like having a relationship with a doctor. Yeah. When you have that, you now start getting better care when it's all said and done. Jerry, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Um, I missed part of Rich's call, but I'm wondering if his uh, 2011 F-150 may need that lead frame replaced on his 6R80 transmission. I I think that was one of the years where they had trouble with the electrical lead frame inside the valve body. Um, No idea. At this point, if he's had no shifting issues and he's at 170, but probably not. Okay. I, I knew a guy who he was going 90 miles an hour up in Montana, and it shifted down into first on him. Oh, gosh. On that, and he just barely kept it on the road. Yeah, you wouldn't want but, that happening. Oh, man. Yeah. But um, well, 
I had called last week about a battery maintainer. Yes. And um, I picked one up at Napa. I'm real happy with it. Uh, it's real easy to use and it seems to work great. But um, I'm wondering, leaving the hood up all the time, is is there any detriment to the lift struts being in that position as opposed to closed like normal? Probably less wear I was going to say it might help more. It might actually it gets, help them. There's no stress on them at that point. Yeah. yeah, you're exercising them a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any issues there, Jerry. Okay. Well, I mean, just wondered. It's a didn't, gas didn't. shock, so at that point, the gas is not under pressure when it's extended. Sure meaning you probably have and this is probably a you know black versus white Chevy versus Ford conversation are they better in versus out I don't know if anybody's ever even done a study on it Jerry okay well, I, I didn't know if you know you'd seen something like that and in, in, uh, I mean I have, I have one my, my plow truck which when I've got it on the tender and I don't even shut the hood I just leave the in your case I just leave the hood up I leave the tender on it when I go to plow snow I pull the tender off I shut the hood and away I go I haven't noticed any adverse effects at all okay well that's good to hear and uh, the question of the day 22 below zero Fahrenheit the lowest I've ever dealt with here below. in Colorado okay. here on the front range I'm uh, thinking I'm probably in Colorado that's well I think we actually had a, how long have you lived here Jerry all my life. We had one stint back in the late 70s. And I'll have to go back and look at the data where I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Jerry, uh, you and I both would have gone through some negative 40 stuff back then. I believe we got down into almost the negative 40s at that time. And I'm, I was a kid, so I've got a, I'm doing this from memory. We'd have to go back and look at the actual temperatures in Colorado. But I think it's been colder than that here. I was thinking okay. there was a mid-80s, maybe a late-80s, or there was a couple, like a week or so, where it was pretty darn cold. But I don't know if it got that cold. But it lasted oh. longer than normal. Well, that's interesting. Maybe I was just unaware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So in, I'm looking right now. Um, we've seen negative 29, but that was before the time frame I'm talking. And maybe it could have been just, you know, as a kid, it could have been <laughs> thinking wind chills or something along those lines. So... Uh, I'm looking right now. So in 19, let me look here, Jerry. Uh, we got negative 25 in the 60s, negative 25 in 1935, negative 24 in 2022. So we even had a couple of degrees, you know, lower than that. And then looks like that negative 24, negative 25, kind of what you were talking about is, is kind of typical for our lowest of lows. So my negative 40 is off probably thinking wind chill more than anything and again i don't remember that was i was like i I was a kid back then yeah i um i live in Greeley, and the official weather station i believe is at the airport uh east of town down in the platte river valley where the the cold Uh, air flows okay makes sense and i i happen to live in one of the higher sections of town and there there can be easily a 12 or 15 degree difference yeah um but, well, anyway, thank you very no, much. No, thank you, advice. Jerry, as always. I appreciate it. And the question of the day, what's the coldest temps you've been in? Now, I've been in colder than that from being up in Canada and oh, you? You know, some oh. areas along those lines to where, yeah, I've been in negative 40 below. Now, I will say this, and, and I don't know if most of you can agree with this or not, but to me, negative 20, negative 30, negative 40, it's stinking cold. It's, I don't know if I can tell much difference. Yeah, It's just cold at that point so that's just my own interpretation tom you're next go ahead sir 
Hey, good morning, uh, John. I've uh, got a question for you. I've got an old Yukon uh, that we keep around just as a backup vehicle. Uh, got our new vehicle re- license renewal, and on the old vehicle, it went up another twelve dollars. Yeah. And I'm if you knew why, what uh, what our great governor is doing now, and this is taking off the uh, Keep Colorado Wild Pass okay. that I don't need. I'd have to look at each individual line item from year to year, but my gut feeling is that's probably a use tax increase. I'd have to look at last year's to this year's, but that would be, and if you had last year's to compare it, Tom, I'll bet you it's a use fee increase. Yeah. I've ownership got ownership tax increase is what I meant to say. Uh, I've got last year's breakdown, but this year it's just the uh, the overall. It didn't uh, break vehicle. it down for you? Not on this. Not on this postcard. No, you got to go in and pay. Oh, it you got to pay. Yeah, once you pay it, then you'll get your breakdown. That's exactly right. Right. So, so anyway, with this keep Colorado wild, uh, I was thinking that uh, maybe we should bring some of those wolves over and let them go in Boulder. What do you think? Uh, you know what? Uh, here's what's going to happen along those lines. As time goes by, Tom, you and I both know this. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's going to change the outlook of that. And it's, it's not going to be as pretty as everybody thinks because somebody's going to lose a pet, somebody's going to lose a kid, somebody's going to lose something when it's all said and done, and then it's going to be a totally different viewpoint than what it is today. That's my prediction. Well, the, the wolves that they brought over were the bad ones from That's Oregon. That's right. They, they, are already- u- they are used to killing others is, is the point there, Tom. They're after blood. Let's just say it that way. Yep, and so uh, you know the people on the front range voted for it. Isn't it interesting? You can uh, you can vote for something to put it in somebody else's yard. Yeah, it's it's called well, NIMBY, not in my backyard. There you go. Yep. Well, and and then while we're on those kind of subjects, uh, I'm thinking let's in a in a effort to create equality, the left wants to keep taking down all of our history with the uh, uh, monuments and and statues. I think we ought to start with Lucifer. Let's take it down. I hate that thing, by oh the way. Gosh. That thing drives me nuts. Isn't it? I, I, to me, that thing, I just do my best not even look at it when I go by, Tom. It drives me crazy. I'd be okay if it didn't have the orange eyes. Th- those, yeah, yeah, those yeah, eyes just are I, so I'd creepy. Okay it's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, it, it's equitable. Let's start taking down some of those monuments. It wouldn't hurt my feelings, and... So I'm trying to th- I'm trying to read by the way as you were talking Tom to see where is that actual increase coming from and outside of the twenty nine dollars I can't see of any other specific fees. They're talking about doing a weight based fee, which is not there yet. So it's got to just be the simple fact that they raise the the ownership tax would be. My- and if you when you look, if you could even you know text or email me or call me back. Here in the weeks ahead, once you get that done, I'd like to know. My gut feeling is it's the it's the you know it's the tax that's going up. The ownership tax is going up. Well, I think it's uh, just a, a matter. They want me to get rid of that old vehicle. It's a '98, you know, and like I said, we keep it around here just in case something else breaks down. And you know, it's getting to the point where do you do you even want to keep it around at this price? So yes. Oh yeah. Yes, because as you know, it still keeps, you know, either as a spare vehicle or in some cases probably keeping, you know, wear and tear what you would use that vehicle for. You're not going to use one of your other vehicles for. And as long as it's not a burden to you maintenance-wise or, you know, registration fee-wise, yeah, I'd keep it. It's not going down in value as time goes by. You're not going to lose any money on the car. No, that's true. In fact, you're probably, Tom, 
given given the age of the vehicle, it's probably going to go up in value, not down. Well, and the wife kept it. Uh, it's pristine. It looks like showroom quality. You're not going to lose any money on that car. So, yeah, that's an easy answer. Keep it and have it as your spare and don't worry about it. All right. Very good, sir. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome, Tom. Yeah, those older Suburbans, Tahoes, uh, Yukons, things like that, they're actually increasing in value because there's a high demand for those particular vehicles. So, yeah, that's one you just hang on as to. As soon as you sell it, you'd, you'd regret You're it. You're going to regret it, exactly. <laughs> a text line, 307 282 Give us a text message if there's any questions you've got. There's a few that have come in that I'll answer during this break. Our main line here, 303-477-5600. Lines are open, by the way. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can develop a solid, cohesive retirement strategy that makes sense in the context of your very specific needs. You've been making moves toward retirement your whole life and likely have assets in different places. Al can simplify it for you. Having a simple retirement plan and a single point of contact means when you're gone, your family won't have to guess where your assets are. It means your children won't find out in 20 years that you had funds in probate that they could have used. Having a solid plan and an agent to manage it means you can take advantage of financial products with high return and modest risk. And most importantly, it means that someone will be on your side when you can't make those decisions on your own. 
Give Al a call today for a free consultation and get started on your retirement strategy by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. And tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Attention, Denver drivers. Are you tired of the same old routine when it comes to car maintenance? Well, it's time to experience automotive excellence like never before at Toy Excess Denver. At Toy Access Denver, we're your trusted partners in automotive care and specialize in Toyota, Lexus, and Honda, and Subaru vehicles with a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We've been serving the Denver community for years, providing top-notch service. But that's not all. Our experienced and friendly staff goes the extra mile to ensure your vehicle receives the care it deserves. From routine maintenance to major repairs, our certified technicians use state-of-the-art equipment and high-quality parts to keep your car running smoothly. Plus, at Toy Excess Denver, we believe in transparency and honesty. No hidden fees, no gimmicks, just straightforward and fair prices that put you in the driver's seat. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Visit Toy Excess Denver today at ToyExcessDenver.com to learn more about our services and schedule your next service appointment. You can also call 303-722-0234. Toy Excess Denver, where automotive excellence meets customer satisfaction. Drive with confidence. Drive with Toy Excess Denver. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, John Rush. We've got Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton with us today as well. And you can find all of our great shop sponsors, everybody that's a part of what we do here by going to drive-radio.com. So I got a question that came in via text line, and I said we would just answer as soon as we come back. Lines are open, by the way, so give us a call, 303-477-5600. 2015, Tahoe, not blowing very hot air. Coolant is at the full cold line but i've been driving for about an hour engine temp gauge is is uh i know this doesn't make sense is rock showing a little cold so it's basically saying it's cold is it a thermostat uh the front air gets a little cooler if i turn the rear heat on rear off helps up front that means you're not you know the flow is not there i would yes first things first and if you can do this that one's pretty protected. You should be fine doing this. I always have to think through my mind as to what vehicle it's like. And so that one's got great fan shrouds. Everything's protected very well. Uh, with the engine running, open the hood and feel your radiator lines, the actual lines coming and going from the radiator. How do they feel? And if you've got one of the little point-and-shoot <laughs> thermometers, which a lot of folks have today, folks even that use them around the for house the, for the barbecue and so on, the yeah. barbecue, yeah. you guys that are barbecuers will have this. You could even point, if you've got one of those, if you can't feel it, use one of those infrared thermometers and see what does your bottom radiator hose look like compared to the top radiator hose, and that will tell you what your differential is like. 
and whether the thermostat is stuck open or not. We want the thermostat to be closed, especially this time of the year, all the time, by the way, to keep X amount of, of coolant in the radiator to therefore cool the engine properly. If it sticks open this time of the year, you'll never reach operating temperature. And it just flows too fast. Correct. It doesn't catch that heat. The other way to try to, and this is a little harder on that vehicle because you may not have access, but if you could put a piece of cardboard in front of the radiator, and if the temperature then comes up, you also know what our issue is. And in some cases, you can take a little duct tape and tape it to the very front of the grill. You know, don't be careful because you don't want that thing flying off going down the road. But sure. if you block some of the airflow and you automatically get an increase in temperature, but if in this case, if you're full... And, and you can also, the other thing to, look to, to do with the temperature end of things is feel the radiator hoses going into the heater core. If all of those feel equal, you don't have any blockage, you know, and everything's just cooler than what it should be, most likely the thermostat is stuck open. Which, again, to Steve's point earlier in Fix-It Radio, why do these things happen during these times? Because <laughs> the stress is heavier. You're now at a colder temp. That thermostat is just going through now a colder temp than it's been, and those are where things typically will fail. If it was 35, 40 degrees out, you probably wouldn't have any issues. These extreme temps push things that are maybe a little bit on the edge over the edge, whether it be starters, batteries, alternators, thermostats. Spark plugs. Spark, all spark of those plugs things. get worn out a little bit, and they flood easier. The wires can get degraded. I mean, and if it's depending upon the system, it could be, you know, coil over plug, whatever. Even the coils can degrade. I mean, all of these things that are maybe a little bit on the edge, when you get to these extreme temps, that's when it pushes it over the edge and you now have a problem. Am I saying that Mm -hmm, correctly, Steve? Yeah, that's how how I feel about it all. You know, the other day I noticed my, I was so lucky that my thermostat on my truck, I was watching it, and it didn't quite act like it had been. I didn't. I didn't wait for the code or wait for anything. I ended up replacing it early. I'm glad because I think it would have been cold this morning for me if I hadn't. <laughs> Another question came in. This is a good one. In our, our again, uh, we may have BG joining us here momentarily. What's the best additive for anti-gel in a diesel? All the popular brands are sold out. Of course they are. At this point, uh, I don't think beggars can be choosers. If you can find any product at all that claims to have any kind of an anti-gel component to it and it's all you can buy, well, I would put something's better than nothing. I, I would put something in it. BG makes some great uh, diesel additives. We'll talk about that when our, when our rep shows up. I also like the, the diesel power service brand. I like the 911 brand. Uh, there is numerous brands out there when it comes to anti-gel, and my gut feeling is, and I've never studied this, so if somebody knows the answer, you're more than welcome to text or call me. I'm guessing the same anti-gel formula is probably universal. In other words, whatever they're using as a product to keep things from not gelling in a diesel is probably universal. The other additives they put in probably varies from brand to brand to brand. But the actual anti-gel component, I'll bet you, isn't much different from one brand to another because that's probably a universal chemical they're using to keep the diesel from not gelling. That's I don't know so that, that for that's, sure. That's still a problem now, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I remember I worked more on the diesels back in the 80s. And it 90s, still happens. So still happens. And some of that depends on, for a lot of you guys that have diesels, this does come down to the quality of the diesel. The higher the quality of the diesel, the more anti-gel components they put in it because it costs more money. The cheaper, quote-unquote, cut-rate diesel fuel may not have as much anti-gel in it. And that's one of the things in this time of the year, even for us as a fleet, am I going to put anti-gel in everything we're out driving? Yes, because the last thing you want is a, is a gelled-up diesel. 
It, there's really not much you can do to get it anti-gelled. Yeah, there's some products you can pour in that claim to do some instant anti-gelling. But what we've always found through the years, and Steve is probably aware of this as well, you just got to get in, get them in a shop get and get them warmed tight. up. The only way you get an anti-gel is get them warm back up again. So uh, that becomes a lengthy process and costly because it typically means a tow bill to begin with because you're not going to get it warmed up till then. So, yes, is it still advisable to run some anti-gel when it's below zero? Absolutely. And, again, what's the, I'll, I'll look this up during the break. What's that main component? Yep. I'll find out, and we, we our rep from BG might know what that component is. I don't know what that component is. So um, at what point do people start putting the – Anti-gel in. I reckon for us as a fleet, we start getting into the low teens, you know, 10 degrees or so. Uh, we get below 15 or so. We start putting it in definitely below zero. We're going to yeah. run it absolutely. Okay. Yes, because you will find things gelling up when you get that cold. Now, knock on wood, we've never had that issue in probably, Steve, now the last 10 or 15 years. But we've been pretty religious about putting that in the truck so we don't have that issue. So uh, I've had that in the past. <laughs> On a couple of different occasions, and it's no fun. And it's one of those lessons you learn once, and you're like, I'm never going to let that happen again. And, and, uh, and again, you, you, here's the other thing people forget. And a lot of the older trucks don't even have the same fuel system heaters that some of the new trucks have. You're rolling down the road. You've now got that windshield underneath the car that's going to actually even do more cooling than what the actual ambient temperature outside is because that windshield factor is going to have an effect. And, yes, folks, I've had this argument on air before. Yes, it has an effect, and here's how you prove that. And Steve will know exactly what I mean. You could take a vehicle that maybe doesn't quite have enough antifreeze in it. So the mixture isn't enough to get the temperature down as low as it should. And sitting, idling in the driveway, driving around the city even, you may have no issues. It'll still keep the water circulated enough, keeps things warmed up, and so on. But that vehicle that maybe is on the edge to where maybe it's only good to about zero, you know, back in the days, you'd put the little bubble tester yeah. in it. Maybe it's only good to about zero. Now we use refractometers and test strips and so on. But anyway, let's say it's good to about zero. And it's only zero outside. And it may be okay driving around town. But the minute you get out on the highway and you start doing about 60, 65, will that freeze up? Sure it will. Because what's happening across the radiator and that wind chill is making it much colder than it was just sitting driving around town. I've had this argument in years past on drive radio with people that say, no, 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 you know, zero is zero is zero, or five below is five below is five below. Uh, then why does one freeze up driving down at highway speeds versus just sitting around town or even in the driveway, Steve? To me, sure. that explains why that well, is the case, and yes, that wind chill does make it colder. Chill, yeah, can you imagine it? Minus five going forty miles an hour. How it, cold that must be. Very. Yeah, I, I'd have to do the math to determine, but it's but forty below good. or better. I'm guessing. Oh, so yeah. you got to really make sure you've got solid protection. And again, the anti gel on a diesel. That's why you'd also want to run it because a lot of those lines in the tank and everything is underneath the vehicle, collecting all of that air running up against it. So we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Lines are open. And the text line also, 307-200-8222, or our main line, 303-477-5600. Never know how. How great is the free nationwide peace of mind warranty from your Napa Auto Care Center? 24-month, 24,000-mile protection. Great. Honored by more than 13,000 Napa Auto Care Centers nationwide? Great. Travel with confidence knowing that if you have a problem, help is just a toll-free call away. Oh, and did we mention that your Napa Auto Care Center's peace of mind warranty is free? Get this great warranty at your nearest Napa location. Napa Know How! 
If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Question of the day, what's the coldest weather you've ever encountered? And some of you listening, of course, have got probably uh, way 
way deeper um, um, temperatures than what we've experienced here. Again, for me personally, negative 40 up in Canada is about the most I've ever been in. Down here, again, negative 20, negative 25 on average. And I, I'm just trying to remember, but realistically, is there much difference? No. No. To me, once it gets below zero and there's a negative in it, I don't know if I can tell much difference between negative 8, negative 15, negative 20. I mean, it's all just stinking cold. Yeah. I. Now, I also, during the break, and again, if some of you out there that are maybe – more chemistry-oriented than I am. If somebody can explain to me what the commonality in all anti-gel diesel additives is, I would love to know because I cannot find it. Now, I did not spend a on and so forth, and I, I don't know what the common thing is. What I did learn is a lot of diesel fuel will start to gel at anywhere between 10 to 15 degrees. Now, as I said, a lot of the newer vehicles, newer diesels, have heaters on the fuel systems to keep things heated up so that they don't gel up as easily personally um would i rely on that alone the additives aren't that expensive i would still put some additives in especially if i knew i was going to be out somewhere out and about and you know you didn't want to be stuck on the side of the road which by the way i wouldn't want to have that done anywhere but let's say you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't want to rely on a tow truck to come three hours later yeah i'd be running an anti-gel no matter what i was driving period some of you guys that are living up in the uh, you know, outskirts of town where you're live, you know, driving a lot of highway miles, you're up in Wyoming, I-80, things like that. What I want to rely on my diesel heater system on my vehicle to make sure things don't anti, you know, don't gel up. No, I would put an anti-gel in it no matter what the dealer says, no matter who's talking. I would still put some anti-gel in. A lot of the over-the-road truckers, I don't know what you guys do. I'm guessing those over-the-road trucks now, most modern trucks have got heaters and things on them as well. And again, as long as the heater system's working and keeping things, you know, would I only would I want to only rely on that to keep things moving along and make sure that I can go from point A to point B, knowing that at the end of the day, additives are pretty inexpensive compared to having an entire system gelled up. So that would be interesting to know what the tr- overland truckers do. Yeah, I, those tanks are on the side outside, sitting. So they, I, I assume they have some heaters on them, and then they have a heater probably before it gets into the injectors. I. And again, I don't know much about them. I should. I own one, but I just never have paid much attention to that to know, you know, how does that system work? How is it heated and so on? I do know a lot of the, even even the smaller trucks have had heaters on the fuel filters and things like that, because that's typically one of the first places they would gel up was inside the fuel filter itself. And they've got heaters and things along those lines. So I know that a lot of that's been happening for years. But once again, let's just say, for example, that heater's not, as strong or isn't working or a wire uh, broke or something along those lines, and now that heater's not operational, I wouldn't want to rely on just that to keep things moving along in this cold weather. So other cold weather tips, and this is one of those things, too. I didn't make this a question of a day, but if you've got some things you'd like to share along those lines as to what to do during cold weather, by all means, let me know. 303-477-5600. I got this in just now, too. My old 2000 Ford uh, F-250. Gelled up, quit running 200 yards from my old house back in 2011. Had to tow it back to my driveway, ticked me off. Ford dealer in Castle Rock literally had over 100 bucks or had 100 trucks towed in. Trucks were everywhere. Uh, Gary, the service manager, knew exactly why I was there, walked in, handed me some 911. Off we went. I mean, yes, back in the day, it was much more common to have uh, diesels gelling up. Is it as common now? Uh, I think it just depends on. Again, back to my conversation a moment ago. Depends on the truck. Depends on how it's maintained. 
What all are you doing with it? Are you keeping up with some of these things we're mentioning? Are you doing some some additives at times? And, and one other thing, too, when it comes to a diesel. Running those additives, whether you're using it for anti-gel or just putting some fuel treatment in it, period, are you harming anything in doing that? No. You're helping things. Y- exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, whether the dealer tells you to run it or not to run it, if you put a nice, high-quality additive in it, BG especially, are you going to hurt anything by putting an anti-gel additive in it? No, because all those additives have other components and other benefits to it in the diesel system itself to whereby are you harming anything? No. At the end of the day, it's probably just more peace of mind and the fact that you're doing some other good at the same time. So, again, Steve, at the end of the day, are you harming anything by adding it? No, no you're not. good stuff. It's Yeah, and... I know a lot of you, and, and this is something, too, to where um, some of you may call in and say, well, back in the day, we used to add such and such. Well, we have to be really careful of that on today's modern diesels because of all of the emissions componentry that we now have on even large trucks, not just the small trucks, but even medium to, to you know heavy-duty trucks have got emissions-related devices on them, and whereby you used to be able to add X, Y, and Z in the good old days, you have to be very careful of doing that today. So where I'm going with this is some of you may be listening saying, well, I'll call in because back in the day we used to do such and such. Well, I want to be extremely careful of giving any of that information out because if something, you know, if we give out that kind of information, even if it's not sanctioned by me, and all of a sudden somebody goes out and does something to their diesel truck and then it doesn't work properly, they've got other big issues and so on, I don't want to be liable for telling somebody to put something in their diesel fuel tank that's not supposed to be there. All of these additives that you can buy off the shelf, they've got their own set of uh, liability insurance and so on behind them, and that's a whole nother, you know conversation. But I'm not going to recommend that just somebody go put some other item off the shelf into the diesel tank. And I know what some of those things are and what some of you are thinking, because in the old days we used to do that, but the old days are gone. The new diesel vehicles have so much other componentry on them, including pre-treatment, after-treatment, sensing all those different things. The damage that could be done to those high-cost components, and when I say high-cost, some of you aren't going to believe this, but an entire diesel vehicle, that's just the emissions devices on a diesel. And if you do any other mistakes, i.e. putting death in the fuel system or anything along those lines, for example. I mean, there's been mistakes made where somebody just puts DEF in the diesel tank. Uh, that's a ten to ten to $12,000 repair. Wow. And most people don't understand that, but it's extremely, extremely expensive. So, yes, please, if you're listening thinking, oh, well, back in the day we used to do such and such. Yeah, we may have, but we can't say that today. So, please, don't call in with that advice because I can't give that out over the air I wouldn't want somebody else doing something that would thereby screw up their vehicle and have major problems. So unless it's an approved item that somebody's putting in off the shelf, I I would not recommend anything to anybody for fear that they may do other damage to the vehicle. So, guys, and and thank you, by the way. I know there's a lot of old-timers out there listening that would normally have just said, yeah, go put this in. I can't recommend any of that if it's not an off-the-shelf product for obvious reasons. So we'll be right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. 
If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. You're here. We're here. Isn't it about time we met? Our Napa Auto Care Center would like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. And yes, there's something in it for you. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us. Plus, welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa Know How! You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Picture this. You're cruising down the open road, the wind in your hair, and the sun in your face. Now, imagine doing it in a car that looks as good as the day you drove it off the lot. That's where ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings comes in. ProTech, the name you can trust for top-tier automotive protection. Your car isn't just a set of wheels. 
It's an investment, and we're here to make sure it stays pristine. Step inside our cutting-edge facility where we craft the latest in automotive protection. Our advanced paint protection films act like an invisible force field, shielding your car from road debris, rock chips, and whatever Mother Nature throws your way. And for that showroom shine that lasts, our premium ceramic coatings offer unbeatable protection against dirt, water, and those harsh UV rays. But ProTech isn't just about the exterior. We care about every detail, inside and out. Our interior protection products ensure spills, stains, and wear and tear are a thing of the past. Worried about making the right choice? Our expert team is here to guide you, ensuring your car gets the treatment it deserves. Elevate your driving experience with ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings. Because your car deserves the best. Visit ProTechAutoShield.com today or call 303-423-2841 and shield your investment with confidence. Drive on. Protected with ProTech Auto Shield. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it very much. And somebody sent me a text message with some ingredients to a lot of these additives for anti-gel on diesels. And one, it says, one, one less trade secret as the because the ingredients and laugh emoji next to it. And yeah, um, I'm guessing that there's probably a particular component of all of this that when it's all said, and again, I'm looking at the MSDS. It's got everything from, you know, benzene to ethylbenzene, hexane. Again, I'm not a chemist, but I am guessing that the combination of a lot of those things together is what they're using for some anti-gelling, plus probably some other things that help the fuel system out, injectors and so on. But again, folks, uh, even if you've been used to in the past running X, Y, and Z, be really careful. And just a side note, too. This is something I learned this last week. And I've not experienced this personally, but a lot of you guys that are out on the farm and you know what pink diesel is. Most people that have a diesel know what pink diesel is. Pink diesel is off-road diesel. It's taxed differently, doesn't have the road tax on it that regular on-road diesel has. And all of us that are in the business where we've got off-road vehicles, skid steers and excavators and loaders and things like that, you can run off-road diesel legally in them because they're not on the road. They're not destroying the roads, quote-unquote. So there's no reason to... You, know, you can run clear diesel and avoid the road tax, which is what clear diesel is. What they do is they take typically the same diesel and just dye it so that there's no tax in it, and that's why it's pink. And literally, it's pink. Okay. You can, you can, if they dip the tank and pink comes out and you're on road, you've got big fines. I think it's like ten grand. It's huge. It's not a slap on the wrist. It's a big deal. Now, the other thing that's happening that I've learned this past week, for a lot of you that are, that are in that world that have access to pink diesel, be careful running that in your farm vehicles, even if that vehicle never leaves the farm, which they typically do. And some of you guys I know cheat. You put pink diesel in it because it's cheaper. Here's what's happening at the dealerships. If you go in for warranty for anything at all, and that dealership or the factory is requiring the dealership to give them a fuel sample of any kind, if it's coming back pink or red, it's denied. Period. Hmm. No questions asked. Now, 
I've not known anybody yet that out in the social media world is fighting this with any kind of luck whatsoever, but I believe the way the dealers are handling this is if it's an on-road plated vehicle and it's coming in for warranty work and it's got red diesel in it, they are denying the claim. So for some of you listening that still have vehicles under warranty that may have access to, you're in the construction world, the farm world, whatever the case may be, and you've got access to pink diesel, do not run that in your on-road vehicles that are under warranty, especially because if you have some sort of an issue at all, even with the, the emission system, and they do any kind of a fuel sample, and it comes back with dyed diesel in it, they're likely going to deny the claim. And in some cases, that can be a lot of money. There's some guys out there in the social media world that work at the dealers that are advising all of you that are in that world that may at times be tempted to put off-road diesel in your on-road diesel truck that if you have any kind of a warranty issue and it's got dyed diesel in it, it's in, and they're sending off a fuel sample to the factory, they're going to deny the claim. And in some cases, as you know, Steve, some of those warranty jobs could be tens of thousands of dollars, sure. depending upon what it is. Right. I saw the other day it was twenty thousand to put an engine in one of, oh, one of the diesels. Probably twenty five. Yeah. So yeah. twenty five. Yeah. It's you know, you look at a you know, seventy five, eighty thousand dollar truck and you know, a good good portion of that is the engine. If you have it doesn't cost them that, I get it. But but the, the, the reason it's seventy five, eighty thousand is it's a twenty five thousand dollar engine. You got it. Yeah. Very, very expensive. So just just you know, food for thought and fair warning to a lot of you that are out there listening that are in either the you know, farm world, construction world, you've got access, maybe even you stock, you know, pink diesel for some of your other off road equipment and so on. Be very, very careful of that because yes, that's what's going on. And I don't know if that's at every dealership, but I think you need to be extremely careful along those lines because uh, that's one of those things to where, yes, they can come back at you and and get on you. Now, somebody also just said, here in Nebraska, we lock our fuel clap, all of our fuel caps and doors so they can't stick our tanks at the li- livestock sales fairs and so on without a key. I get it. Here's the other thing, though, that's starting to happen with some of these vehicles. They're capless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not everything has a cap now. So in that case, um, it's a whole different world. And point being... And this really isn't isn't so much for the authorities checking to see what you're running. That's a whole separate issue. I'm talking the the warranty side where you've bought a new truck, and in some cases it may have an eighty thousand mile warranty on the emission system, eight and eighty, mm-hmm. which they have, and all of a sudden you've got a problem, but now the manufacturer says, Hey, I want a fuel sample, and the fuel sample the technician pulls is pink. You're you're most likely going to be denied. Well, and you know, on their side, they're they're looking for a way to get out of they it. Are. <laughs> so they are. So if they, if they can are. pull a sample to get out of a warranty claim, they're going to do they're it. They're going to do that. To your so. point, Steve, and they most definitely will. Bill and Lakewood, go ahead, sir. Hey, let me let me tell you a story, and then I got a question. Sure. In '82, I had an Isuzu diesel, you know, and I used to live in Thornton. So on Sunday mornings, I used to get up and go to Carl's Dairy. And I'd fill up over there. Well, I didn't know any better, and I didn't even think about it. Well, it was just as it was turning to winter. Well, the fuel wasn't winterized. Okay. So it sat there. I mean, I walked for a week. I mean, it just said what I'm saying is you yeah. need to know what kind of fuel you're buying. Yeah, that's exactly right. Great point. Absolutely. 
I mean, it was miserable. I mean, I'd have to walk to the liquor store with a case of beer on my backpack and wow, stuff and stuff like that. Hey, but anyway, I, 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 I'm just trying to get an opinion. You know, I'm, I can't decide if I should, on my Colorado, mm-hmm. if I should keep the one I got, you know, because it's only got a thousand miles on it. Right. Or go with a new one. I don't, I just, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. And yours is a V6, right? Right. Well, that's your call. It depends upon, you know, how much you think you're going to be driving and so on. But at a thousand miles on the one you have now, knowing what the cost of change is, I think I'd keep what I have. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, because I, I could buy this one out. It's the end of the lease, and I, you know, it's only got a thousand miles on, so it's, you know, it's like a brand new truck. Right. Uh, I know, see no reason. I see no reason to swap. It, well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, and and the low mileage is mostly because of COVID. Correct. I've been locked up in the house for three years. Correct. Uh, again, unless you see a big need to upgrade and you want some of the new features that are on the new one, and you're going to drive a lot, Bill. I don't think I'd go through the expense of making that swap. That's your call. I don't want to take anything out of you know Carl's pocket, of course, but you know that's your call. Bill, with that, i got to run. If you got another question, call me back. I can answer that at the top of the hour. We do have our, our BG representative joining us here. So if you've got a question, by the way, when it comes to BG products, we'll have Les with us here for at least an hour, if not longer. So if you've got a question this next hour, be sure to let us know. 303-477-5600 is our main line. Don't forget the text line, 307 282 This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.